0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick looks into the Bible to help you discover the life God planned for you, the life you were meant to live. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about an amazing opportunity to partner with Daily Hope to share the Word of God with people around the world. You can find out more by going to pastorrick.com while you listen to the message or text the word daily to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Focusing Your Life.
1: If you have more to do than you got time and energy to do, you get overloaded. So you have to have margin, margin in your time, margin in your your, uh, checkbook and in every other area. And in this series, we've looked at the effects of this hectic, hurried lifestyle and the value of slowing down and some ways to do that. We've looked at the benefits of living with margin and some of the ways to build some space into your life. We've looked at the antidotes to workaholism and, and uh, how that can make a difference. And last week, we looked at Jesus' strategy for uh, lowering the stress level in your life and, and having more rest in your life. But today, I want us to look at the purpose for margin. Why have margin in your life? And there on the top of your outline, you'll see that I've written that the purpose of margin is not to live a life of selfishness, but to live a life of significance. A life of significance. Margin is not just about cutting things out of your life and schedule. If that's all you got, you missed the point. Margin is about making time For what matters most get it okay let's go home (laughs) you got it margin is about making time for what matters most now there's a natural reaction particularly in a church full of workaholics that when we talk about slowing down and adding space to your schedule that you're overloaded, you tend to swing the pendulum to the other end and just go, okay, I ain't doing nothing. I'm going to sit at home all summer and pop bomb-bombs in my mouth. Watch soap operas. Take it easy. Now, read my lips on this. You were made for more than rest. God did not just put you on this earth to retire. Okay? You were put here for a purpose. God has a plan, and he has a purpose for your life. You need rest in your life. In fact, most of you need far more than you're getting. That's why we're doing this series. But life is more than just rest. And margin is about cutting out the superfluous things, the trivial things, the things that don't really matter, so I have more time, more energy, more money for the things that really do matter, that matter most in life. Now, you've heard me say many times, that the key to an effective life is focus. Like a laser, the, the stronger the focus, the more concentrated the focus, the more power the laser has. And when you focus your life on one or two or three things that really matter most, your life will be effective. The problem is most of us have very unfocused lives. And so we're trying to do 100 things at the same time, and we think they're all of equal value when they're not. They're not at all. And so an unfocused life causes you to get overloaded. The more you focus, the more you center in on what really matters. Now during this whole series, my prayer for you as your pastor has been this verse Ephesians 1:18. I ask that God I ask God to make your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what God is calling you to do. And today we're going to look at how to focus. Your life. The next verse out of the Bible, Ephesians 5, says, Don't be foolish with your lives. In other words, don't waste your life. Don't use it up on things that really don't matter. Make your life count. How do you do that? How do you live life wisely? The answer is by asking the right questions. And so today, I want us to review life's four most important questions. If you can get these clear in your mind, your stress level will go down and your satisfaction will go up. You will live a life of significance and meaning and purpose. You will know what to cut out of your life and what to add, what to cut out of your budget and what to add, if you can answer these four questions. What are they? Number one, the first and the most important question of life is, what will be the center of my life? What will be the center of my life? In other words, who or what am I going to live for? And that's the starting point, of course. Now, obviously, there are a lot of options. You can center your life around a career. You can center your life around a sport. You can center your life around a hobby. You can center your life around making money. You can center your life around who's my next date. You can center your life around having fun. You can center your life around collecting things like little Precious Moments figurines. (laughs) Now, all of these things, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. They're all fine and good, but they all make a lousy center for your life. They're not strong enough. They're not solid enough. They're not secure enough to be the center of your life. You need something at the center of your life that is absolutely unchanging and can never be taken away from you. Because if it can you will lose your security. You'll always be under stress. You need something that is unchanging and secure. Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 62, verse 10, it says, if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. That's a good verse for Orange County. Why? Why should I not make wealth the center of my life or the acquisition of wealth? Well, there's a couple reasons. Number one is because you can lose it all. Would anybody like to give a testimony on that one? I mean, there are hundreds of ways you can lose it all instantly, overnight. And so if you build your life around money, then you're constantly be tense because you've got to keep it and hold on to it. And what if you lose it? And it's, very, it's, not, it's not a good enough uh, reason to be the center of your life. On top of that, it's not what life's all about anyway. Jesus once said, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Your net worth and your self-worth are not the same thing. Besides, you're not gonna keep it anyway. You're not taking any of it with you. Why would you spend all of your life trying to acquire stuff that you're not gonna take with you into the next life anyway? That is not the purpose of life. And contrary to the popular bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys just dies. In fact, he loses because he invested in the wrong thing. He thought that the goal was to get more. It's not. And so the Bible says, don't make that the center of your life. Now, when you become a Christian, when you become a believer, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, the center of your life changes. Being a Christian means Jesus Christ is at the center of your life. Look at the next verse. The Bible says, Christ's love has the first and last word, in everything we do. Our firm decision is to work from this focused center. Now a lot of people imagine their life kind of like a pie with different pieces of the pie representing different segments of their life. And so you've got a, a work segment of your life and you've got a, a retirement segment and you've got a, a financial segment of your life and you've got a sexuality segment of your life and you've got other relationships and you've got a social life and, Oh, and by the way, over here, this is important. We got Jesus as a, as a piece of the pie. No, Jesus is not a piece of the pie. Jesus is the filling. He's the whole pie. And he wants to influence every segment, the financial segment, the sexual segment, the relational segment, the goals and ambitions and dreams segment, and your career. And he is the glue that holds it all together. He is the pie, if you're a believer. He's not just a segment. He's at the core. Now, how do you know, or one of the ways you know that Jesus is at the center of your life is you worry less. Worry is a sign that something has replaced Jesus Christ at the center of your life. Anytime I start worrying, anytime you start worrying, it should be a red flag, it should be a flashing light, a warning sign that says, I've allowed someone or something To become the center of my life instead of God and whenever that happens you could make a person the center of your life and you know what you'll be under stress because that person can walk out of your life they can die they can get sick they can turn their back on you all kinds of things can happen they shouldn't be the center of your life that should be something that can never change your relationship with God and so the number one stress reliever is to put Jesus Christ at the center of your life
0: You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com.
2: It doesn't matter how much you work out or how healthy you eat. If you're not feeding and exercising your spirit, you're going to feel run down and tired. You'll run out of gas. You've got to do more than just take care of your body you've got to energize your spirit. And the best way to do this is with God's word. That's why Pastor Rick created a Bible study called Re-Energize Your Life. In it, you'll discover how to re-energize your life the way God intended. Step by step, you'll begin a journey of restoration and renewal. You'll benefit from biblical wisdom and learn how to apply it to your life in practical ways. You'll learn how to let Jesus lighten your load and discover the key to a balanced life. Not only will you learn how to relieve stress, Pastor Rick will show you how to discover your purpose and build margin into your schedule. This high-quality, soft-touch vegan leather book is a user-friendly, interactive powerhouse. Its eye-pleasing colorful pages are packed full of key scriptures and Bible teachings that will dramatically impact your spiritual life forever. Don't settle for a bland existence. Re-energize your life now with this guided experience Bible study from Pastor Rick Warren. Now is the perfect time to partner with Pastor Rick and give a gift to help share the love of Jesus with people everywhere. Because today, your gift will be doubled by a special $10,000 matching grant. But you'll need to act quickly because we only have a few days to meet the match and any amount not matched will be lost. So give your gift today and double your impact. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 and have your gift matched up to $10,000. We'll say thanks by sending you Pastor Rick's book called re Your Life. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Today is the last day to get this great resource and have your gift matched by the $10,000. So act now.
0: Once again, here's Rick.
1: Do you remember years ago, they used to have these little things called Super Balls? Do you remember those? And you kind of hit it on the ground, and it'd go about 30, 40 feet high. Why? Because the center of a Super Ball was so tightly compacted, it was a solid core. Not some mushy center like a tennis ball, which is very mushy. But a Super Ball had a very solid core, and that gave it its bounceability. When your core is solid in God, you have bounceability. You bounce back from stress faster. You bounce back from problems faster. You bounce back from grief faster. You bounce back from crisis faster because you have something solid in your life that doesn't change. And when you have that, you don't worry. Notice the next verse. Instead of worrying, pray. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Now that means that the most basic fundamental decision of life is this. It's there on your outline. Am I going to live a life that is self centered or God centered? I want you to make a decision this morning. I'd like for you to circle one of those two. Am I going to live the rest of my life either self centered or God centered? Go ahead and make a choice and circle one or the other. Now, how do you know when, when Jesus Christ is at the center of your life? How do you know what's at the center of your life? Well, it's real obvious. What do you think about most? Whatever you think about most in life is at the center of your life. Stock market? Grandchildren? Where am I going to get the next date on Friday night? Whatever you think about the most is at the center of your life, and it's your God. And if you want the stress to lower, you need to put God back at the center of your life. The Apostle Paul in the Bible says it like this. He said, man, I want God at the center. I want to know Christ. I want to really know him. I want to know the power in my life of having God at the center. And I hope you'll settle that one right now. Make this your prayer. I want to really, really know Christ. Tom's going to talk
3: about the next one. After you've settled that question, who is going to be at the center of my life? Jesus Christ. The second of life's most important questions is this, down in your outline. What will be the character of my life? What, what kind of person am I going to be in this life? We went to uh, China recently and we were, we were given uh, little business cards that took our English names and just brought the sounds over into Chinese characters. But towards the end of the trip, we we asked, well, what do these actually mean, though? If you put a meaning to these characters, what would they mean? And Rick Warren meant something like lover of China. And Brad Johnson meant something like thunder in the voice. That's a good name. I asked, what does my name mean? And they looked at it and said, "Uh, uh, female babysitter would be the meaning of of, of this name. (laughs) I'm here to tell you. That what is on your business card doesn't really matter in the end anyway. I'm glad to tell you that. Because it's not really what you do, but who you are. Did you realize that? God is far more interested in who you are than what you do. Why? Because you're not going to carry your career into eternity. Some of you are thrilled at that, by the way. You're not going to carry your career into, into eternity, but you will carry your character into eternity you know that this life, the life we're living right now, is preparation. All of this life is just preparation for eternity. And God is developing our character now so that we can carry it with us into that eternity that He's prepared for us. In the Bible, God is very clear about His plan for our lives after we've made Him the center of our life. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Let's read it together. From the very beginning... God decided that those who came to Him should become like His Son. He wants us to be like Jesus Christ, to have the values that Jesus Christ has, to have the character that Jesus Christ has, the, the, the kind of interest and heart that He has. Look at this next verse in your outline. Philippians 2.5 says, In your lives you must think and act like Jesus Christ. Now, if God wants to help me to become more like Christ, that's a lifetime project. I'll never totally reach it. But if He wants me to grow in that direction... Doesn't it make sense that he's going to put you and I in the exact same circumstances that Jesus Christ was in when he was on this earth? Jesus faced loneliness, and we'll face loneliness. Jesus Christ faced heartache. We'll face heartache. Jesus Christ f- faced temptation. He, he never said yes to the t- temptation, but he faced it, and so will you and I. If Jesus Christ had to face times of disappointment, who am I to think that I'm not going to face that as God grows us to be like him? He wants to grow in us the character of his son so we can carry it into eternity you see every situation that comes into your life good and bad God wants to use it for the purpose of developing character in you whatever the circumstance the kind of character that it talks about in the verse on the back of your outline 2nd Peter 1 5 don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given complementing your basic faith with good character spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love. God is working to do that in us, to make us like his son. I don't know any better description of what Jesus is like in character than over in Galatians chapter five where it talks about the fruit of what God's power does in us as he grows us. As it describes it, it's a description of what Jesus is like. The fruit of God's spirit is love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, Goodness. That's what Jesus is like and what God wants to do in us. But here's the secret. The way that God does that is very different than we might expect. God does that thing in us, works a new character into us, like love or patience or peace, by putting us in the exact opposite circumstance. If you say to God, I I want to become a more loving person, you think he's going to put you around a lot of lovable people? You think that's what's going to happen? It doesn't happen that way. I hate that, that it doesn't happen that way, but it doesn't. When you say, I want to be a person of love, God puts you around a lot of unlovely people because that develops the character of love. When you say, as many of you have these last several weeks, I want to slow down in life. I want to learn to have some margin in my life. I know exactly what's happened. Your life is speeded up, hasn't it? Every, at home, at work, with your kids, everything is going faster and faster, and you're thinking, God, why are you doing this to me? It's an opportunity to grow. He puts us in the exact opposite situation because he wants to develop in our lives new habits. Character is really just an accumulation of good habits. If you have a habit of being kind to people, people would look at you and say, you are a a kind person. And God is developing those good habits in us to develop a good character. But we all know it is tough to develop good habits. It's not easy. It's easy to develop bad habits, but not good habits. And so because of that, the second question we have to face in these important questions of life. The second choice we have to make is, is it really going to be all about my comfort or am I going to allow God to develop a new character? What do I care more about? Would you look on your outline and would you just as a commitment today, circle one of those? Do I care more about my comfort or my character? Am I going to choose what's easy or am I going to choose what's right?
1: The third question that will focus your life is this. What will be the contribution of my life? What will be the contribution of my life? In other words, how am I going to use my God-given talents, my abilities? Am I going to use them just to benefit myself? Or am I going to use them to help other people? Notice these verses. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessing. The Bible says in Ephesians, it is God himself who has made us what we are, And he's given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ago, we planned that we should spend these lives in living for ourselves. (laughs) Oh, that's not what it says, is it? No, it says, spend these lives in what? Helping others. We're meant to help each other. Now, you know, there's one thing all of us have in common. We're all different here, but there's one thing we have in common. Everybody here wants to make a difference with their life. Now, you may have given up and thought, I'm not ever going to do it. But down deep, you'd like to. You'd like to leave an impact, you'd like to leave your mark, you'd like to influence others, you'd like to make a difference in this world. Where do you think you got that desire? You got it from God. God wired you to make a difference. God wired you up to make a contribution in this world. You're not put on this earth just to take up space, to breathe, to use resources, to retire and die. No, God put you here for a very unique reason. And God has uniquely shaped you so you can make a unique contribution we don't have time to go into it but the five ways God has shaped you s-h-a-p-e spiritual gifts heart ability personality and experiences and God has uniquely given you certain experiences painful and others some of them good some of them bad to make you you God uniquely gave you your personality some of it you like some of it you probably don't like but he did it specifically to make you you. And he gave you a heart. Some things turn you on, some things you couldn't care less about. Some things you're passionate about, some things you're totally bored with. Why? God gives us all a different passion, different heart, so that everything in the world gets done. If we all like to do the same thing, then we'd all compete for that, and a lot would be left undone. So God makes us all different, so that the whole everything that needs to get done in the world gets done. God uniquely shaped you for a reason, to make a contribution. Now what you need to ask yourself is, based on what God has made me to be, how he wired me up, what is the greatest contribution I can make? I can make. How can I make a difference? You say, well, I don't know, my my contribution would be so small. You never know what a difference it's going to make. You know, great huge doors hang on very small hinges. And sometimes if you know anything about history, history has been changed by seemingly insignificant events. Who would have guessed that a baby born in a stable in Bethlehem was gonna change the world? Nobody, nobody. And often you never know how one little thing that you say to somebody or one little thing that you do may not only change their life but change all of history. You just don't know. You can't evaluate it till you get to heaven.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this message or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit pastorrick.com where you can listen online anytime. That's pastorrick with 2 Rs in the middle.com. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, we have some really exciting news. Generous friends of Daily Hope have offered a $10,000 matching grant. That means whatever amount you give to help share the hope of Jesus worldwide will be matched up to $10,000. So 25 becomes 50, 100 becomes 200, and 500 becomes 1,000. Whatever amount you give will be doubled by the grant. But don't wait because this opportunity will be gone at the end of this week and we'll miss out on any amount left over from the grant not matched. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you more.
4: Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. You know, my hope is that God uses this broadcast to help deepen your relationship with Jesus. Now, these Daily Hope messages are distributed on radio stations and digital platforms all across the globe, and listeners are writing and letting us know that their lives are being changed. They're telling us that they're walking with Jesus and that guilt and fear has been chased from their lives by God's love. You know, relationships are being restored and marriages are being healed. And many people are saying that they have found their life purpose. I wanna say thank you to you because we're only able to carry the hope of Jesus to these people all around the world because of gifts from generous listeners like you. I just wanted to say I am so grateful for those of you who have consistently given throughout this past year. And I can't thank you enough for your prayers and your financial support. Now, I understand in times like these, many of you are unable to give financial support. Hear it from me. That's okay. Because I never want anybody to give unless God leads them to give. That's between you and God, not between you and me, but between you and God. And your prayers are a continual and incredible contribution to this Daily Hope ministry. Now, if you do wanna give a financial gift, I've got some really great news to share with you. There's a generous friend of Daily Hope broadcast who is offering to match the amount of your gift. In other words, if you give $20, then that person has combined it with a grant to make your gift $40. Now, if you've never given a gift to Daily Hope, I want you to pray about partnering with us so that together we can continue to share the hope of Jesus throughout the whole world. I love you so much. Act
0: now as we only have till midnight tonight to meet this match. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 and have your gift matched up to $10,000. We'll say thanks by sending you Pastor Rick's book called re Your Life. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Today is the last day to get this great resource and have your gift matched by the $10,000, so act now. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.